had levitated <laughs> the situation by talking of World of Darkness. Yeah. Oh. See, I was the bright, sunny future yeah. that we could have had, controlled by vampires and the technocracy. Shut up. No. We're already being controlled by the technocracy. Look at the shenanigans. But hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... John! Sarah! And the Lord Bod. James. Also, of course we're sad. We're still talking we're still talking about Tremere. It's we're almost in, over. We're in Tremere month. It's almost over. <laughs> we're we're so through it. Close. Our watch has almost ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may rest again. You know, honestly, the black cloak makes so much more sense now. It's <laughs> <laughs> wondering what the fuck that was. I just assumed you wanted to be fancy. No. It is a fish. I'm just letting them know I'm keeping the shitty ice mages on their side of the wall. You know nothing. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I decided to write the, the bonus episode because I had thoughts about things. So uh, strap in, everybody. I'm sorry. We're going to be talking about uh, capitalism, feminism, Western occultism, and how that maps onto the meta plot for the Tremere. Whoa. Ooh. A smart boy episode. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, you tricked me. <laughs> what? This is not what I thought we were talking about. What do you today. think I was gonna bring I up? I thought I was just gonna get like a half hour of talking about how shitty the Tremere are. But oh no, we can. This like delves into this. I mean, okay. There's a terrible part. I know we don't want to do any more Tremere, but we could do another bonus bonus episode mm. where it's just John and just James just shit on the oh, Tremere. Oh no, no, no! I left a whole section at the end for you to air your grievances. Oh, you can. Slam your 95 theses in the back of my Dragula. <laughs> it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be theses. It's just gonna be Gregorian rage chant. Honestly, that, that sounds good. I, I think that I have, um, you know, done a lot of self reflecting mm-hmm. and work, and I think that I can sum it up pretty quickly at the end here. So. Yeah. Okay. We'll right. we'll put a button on it. We'll yeah. put a pin. We'll put a button on it. Yeah. I will try to contain myself. Yes. Yeah, so. pressure cooker, you're rich. All I'm saying is I didn't know I was going to have to learn today. You are. Unfortunately, you guys let me write a script. <laughs> wait, Again. You can't just, <laughs> wait, you you have to listen to everybody? You can't just shut off your processors and tune out for like a bit? I thought you were just a really good listener. Oh, shit. <laughs> they found out. Damn it. Anyways. Uh, so small content warning on this episode. We are talking about the occult, colonialism and slavery, reproductive repression, lynching, and also fuck turfs. Fuck turfs. Yep, um, fuck turfs. Can I just go ahead and say, yes. content warning on every single one of our episodes ever. We're probably going to talk about the occult. <laughs> I know, but it's like explicit in this. Okay. So right. it's not because I'm like, oh, people that listen to the show are not going to be interested in occult things. It's more of a, hey, uh, the occult is a wide field that has a lot of topics and theories, and I might not agree with you. And please don't fall into pedantry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> My answer to that usually is, uh-huh. well, it's not very convenient for me to believe that right now, so mm-hmm. it's not useful. Yeah, I just yell chaos and walk away. Yep. <laughs> Modern <laughs> chaos reigns. is mostly just, yeah, do what you want to do, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody, fuck mm-hmm. it. So for sources, uh, a lot of this I'm pulling from the video essay, Witchcraft, Gender, and Marxism by Abigail Thorne. It's a really good little Halloween spoopy episode, mm-hmm. if you're interested. Uh, I did do a little bit more further research based on the works of Caliban and the Witch by Silvia Federici, Enchantment and its Uses, Religion and Spirituality and Environmental Direct Action by Bronislav Zierlinski and Emma Tomalin. Why can I do that name but not other words? Anyways, 
Then there's also Mammies, Matriarchs, and Other Controlling Images by Patricia Hill Collins. On Gender and Hermeticism, Analysis, Ranting, and Questions by... I did actual research like an adult. (laughs) (laughs) So we're starting off with the Black Death, Early Capitalism, and the Burning Times. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound too good. Yeah. No, you're right, it doesn't. It does not. I was going to try to argue it because Burning Times sounds like it could be a good time, but then like... We're not not we're not talking about this in a uh, Cheech and Chong sense. Oh, okay, okay, I wish. gotcha, gotcha. I thought we were starting low and kind of going up, but we're just kind of still. We're, we're kind of start. We're kind of doing that. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> There's gonna be some ups and downs, some twists and turns. Uh, so yeah, uh, you all know the, the the Black Death during uh, the four, uh, the 1340s, 1350s, mm-hmm. that whole shenanigan. Basically, the world kind of ended. No idea. During a plague, a few people died. It, a few, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> According to Price's Right rules, you are correct. <laughs> a few people did die. Yep. <laughs> mm. Basically, like a third of the world just blip. Yep, gone. Yep. I have no idea what it's like to have the world end around me during a massive health crisis. That's weird. Um, so the mass casualties and fundamental cracking of the feudal system allowed for peasants to organize and demand more in return for their labor. Woo. So cool. And then the people that own things were like, well, we can't have that. Oh. Mm. It also opened up society for the creation of the merchant middle class that kind of became the, you know, the Jeff Bezoses, if you will. Right. So that's where that started. Hooray, we got that fundamentals. Moving on. Uh, the age of exploration of the Renaissance. So Europeans began traveling the world between the 1400s and the 1600s, you know. You know, that. that's good and very bad. Because exploration of the world's cool, mm-hmm. but like everything that came after that. Yeah, like <laughs> learning things in the world and trying new foods and meeting new peoples, rad as fuck. Making friends. Uh, raping and pillaging and burning everything. Genocide. Genocide not bad. As, no, so bad not times. So uh, also had the Renaissance happening in staggered waves across Europe between the 1300s and the 1700s. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. A lot of people think the Renaissance is just like that little thing that happened in Italy where people did the drawing good. And I mean, like, that did happen. That did happen. That was early on, but then it like it spread part further. It. And honestly, like the Northern European Renaissance has some really bitchin' art if you like gothy shit, but you know. Sick. Unfortunately, that is not the focus of this. No. So these periods bring into refocus um, on great masters from the classical period. So there's like a refocus back on like ancient Roman and Greek shit. Uh, wealth is being stolen and brought back from across the globe into Europe. Mm-hmm. And ideas are being discovered and quote unquote discovered ah. in various ways. It's, you know, there's a combination of people actually doing research in Europe as well as I went to the Middle East and talked to these scholars in this library in Baghdad. These ideas are mine. Mm-hmm. I invented this. And I'm just like, no, that's not okay. You fibbing. You fibbing. And I also have the earliest formations of corporations. Hmm, that's oh. also a bummer. Yeah. You get things like the Dutch East Indies Company and, you know. The transatlantic slave trade and all that shit. You know, capitalism. Hooray. I mean, I'm technically a corporation. That's you, true. You are? Mm-hmm. 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 Me. Oh. <laughs> Just a gnome in a suit. Yep. <sighs> so all that shit's going on. We've all had a, a, a European history class. We're all vaguely aware of this shit. Where the fuck does magic stick into this? Uh, Federici has a really good quote about magic, which is magic is the refer- refusal of work in action. Okay which I find to be an interesting concept. Uh, basically, magic can be a communal and organizing force where sp- spiritualism is a form of self-empowerment and protest, where it's just like, well, I could do this thing, or I can instead go hang out with the homies and burn some sage and just kind of vibe. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of magic, I feel like, at the very core of it is just different forms of self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh. There's also magic as a refusal of explanation, which is um, a lot of people kind of look at the progress of, like, the Enlightenment, Renaissance into the Enlightenment into, like, the modern era with science as, like, well, our ancestors were fucking stupid because they didn't know how gravity worked. Mm-hmm. but our brains fundamentally really haven't changed all that much over the past like 10,000 years. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, these people weren't stupid. They just had access to less information. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uh, they had access to less or different information because I think there's something to be said for people that are just like, I know I could have this explanation, but instead I'm just going to not. It's like, you know, like little superstitions you have where it's like, oh yeah, if I wear my favorite shirt, like I'm going to have a good day. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's fucking stupid. But you put it on and you have a good day. That kind of shit where it's like, you don't need to quantitatively do the maths to understand that statistically, if I wear my shirt, there's a 63% chance that my day is going to be better. It's like, it's just vibes. It's just in your head. Yeah, it's in your head. You you are making it happen because it's in your head. I mean, that's and... also like one of the biggest, mm-hmm. um, sorry, core baselines of like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally, it's just, you convince th- yourself that things are okay. good and then, wow, things feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've joked on our Discord where I'm like, no, I gaslit myself into thinking I'm hot. Because <laughs> society spent most of my life trying to tell me that I am a terrible being that's not worthy of love and affection and da 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 based mm-hmm. on my physicality. And I just went... But what if I just did hot girl shit and it works? Now, I do think you deserve love. <laughs> but. Well, maybe not hot girl shit. What well, the fuck you? No, I, no, I was going to say, I do think you might be terrible, though. Like all of oh, us. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I was wondering where the where the, the terrible turnaround is going to be. I'm like, is Hunter just going to be like, fuck you? No, just, mm. we're all pretty awful, but you know. Yeah. So with this concept, it's good to keep in mind that there's a uh, balance point between qualitative versus quantitative, like how good the thing is opposed to like how much of it the thing is. Mm-hmm. And also like the you get into some weird sticky situations when you start looking at other people's concepts and ideas and understandings of the world as being primitive mm-hmm. or lesser than yours because it's done in a certain way. I'm like, hey, it's just, everybody experiences the world differently. And sometimes that is valid. Sometimes it is not. You should maybe look into things and think for your goddamn self. Anyways, uh, there's also magic as the promise of getting something for nothing. So this is a uh, having a worldview where things are not as strict and structured kind of thing where it's like, you know, oh, yeah, no, if I uh, do the, the, the May Day burning thing, then the crops will be good. You know, there's days where you work, where you days where you don't, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I grew up in Iowa and we did something similar like that. We would... Uh, find tourists and we'd leave them in a field <laughs> as a sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, for the harvest. How'd that go? And the farm's still going. Are you just talking about Children of the Corn? No, that was different. They uh, they were like a whole cult and they killed adults. Yeah, no, they We killed... didn't care who it was. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, they killed adults because a random demon got trapped in the uh, outside uh, in the outside world and was speaking through a thinny. Right on. Sick. That moment when you know a little bit too much about Stephen King and can explain their bullshit. <laughs> I, I specifically don't like Stephen King, but that book slash the first movie is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone after that is a little bit either unhinged or just terrible. I watched all like eight or nine of them over the summer. They're 16. They're making a new one. Good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose those I, rights. I didn't watch the made for TV ones. 
I skipped those. I watched yeah. the actual movie movie ones. I like the new metal one where the kid, the farm kids are killing people in the city for some reason. But yeah, understanding magic philosophy as getting something for nothing also has a worldview where it's like, there's not really work in the way that we understand it today where it's like, I have to go to a job and do X amount of things so I don't starve. It's just a, hey, we need to go do this thing. It's like, oh, okay, sick. So I would a better way to say it, it's n- without labor. Late, no, labor still happens, but it's not as in a structured way that we have it here where, you know, you have to go through interview processes, you have to have a W-2, uh, your access to goods and services is dependent on how many ticks you have in your account kind of a thing. It's a little bit more communal and, uh, you know, so, you know, trading focaccia bread for printers kind of a situation where it's like, oh yeah, no, uh, Joey Two Hands is good at making shoes and I'm good at the bread and we can do trades and support each other. If somebody's like sick in the area, you're just like, okay, you can go rest. We'll pick up the stuff and then you can kind of, you know, that kind of a world. <laughs> also, the, uh, go Hold ahead. Hold on. Why is his name Johnny Two, Joey Two Hands? I Does don't Does everyone know. else only have one? Do most people have three in this world? <laughs> Did he lose one and then somehow grow it back? It's it was it was the Middle Ages. If you made it to adulthood with all of your like digits and, and everything, like that's an accomplishment. Oh, okay. That that is that is hot girl shit. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fucking, he's got all of his teeth. Damn. He's twenty five and hasn't lost any bits. All right. Look at that guy. Look at him. He's Fucking got two hands. Smoke show. And uh, another note to be made is that within. Within European magical traditions, women are often in control and or have a lot of social powers in these. So think of like the village wise woman, diviners, midwives, herbalist, that whole thing. There's also ties into old druidic cultures. And okay, so weren't like <clears throat> all of the oracles <clears throat> women too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then within like Nordic pagan traditions, uh, women tended to be more like the magic wielders and, and accountants and, and like yeah. That, yeah. Which would be something that you could tie into like the Malkavians too. But yeah. like almost all mm-hmm. uh, old traditions of just like, oh yeah, we have like a seer. It's almost always an older woman for some, whatever reason. Right. Yeah. And a lot of early uh, herbalism and medicine stuff ties into some early science where some of it is just like hokum and bullshit, but a lot of it is tied into what we found now to be like actual science. So people that do foraging and all that kind of stuff have this wealth of knowledge of like, oh yeah, if you get violets and da 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 da, da you can make tinctures and all sorts of things. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately, they now didn't we, know it was science. They didn't know it, it was science, science, but it was basically science. Yeah. Uh, so we have to get into two concepts real quick before we proceed and put on your thinky caps, everybody. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. So there's the concept of, uh, oh, he's actually putting on a hat. Hell yeah. And go get my ski mask. Over, over the, let's go. Over the headphones. The beanie over the fucking studio headphones is so good. Looks like a shitty You mushroom. look like a goth mushroom from Mark. So you, you look like the kid who sits on the back of the bus that everyone's afraid of, but he's actually just sad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's just cool you. That. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I vibe with that for sure. <laughs> Class, I got uh, two two concepts. You guys uh-huh. probably already know this, but uh, we're going to go over it for those who might be don't. Oh, boy. So there's a the concept of controlling images. Uh, these are stereotypes shared within a culture to establish certain values and ideas upon various groups. These are most often based around race, sex, gender, ethnicity, religion, all that kind of stuff. These, if you're familiar, could be like the uh, magical concept of like archetypes. 
yeah, but these are done in a way that's like negative usually. I mean, archetypes aren't always positive. No, that's fair. Just more times than not, when people think of controlling images, it's things that are just like, uh, like gross stereotypes of you know, it's just like uh, the, the the you know the big meta right now that like all trans people are predators. Trans people are predators. Uh, certain minorities are more violent than others. Mm-hmm. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. Women are always in danger. Yeah, brown women are particularly horny. Like I'm like that's not true and that's unsafe for like why you know that's just <laughs> shit like that. Are people using that as a nexus of control? No. Yeah, controlling images feels less like the archetypes, which is like archetype is when you say tree, the thing that just showed up in your brain yeah. is the archetype or of like the tree for you. A trickster. Right. But um, a controlling image is the whole point is to become that archetype so yeah. that when you then associate with a person who falls into that group, you don't think of them as a person. You think of that controlling yeah. image or yeah, a new archetype that's been created. Yeah, basically controlling image is a way to depersonify a group of people into a negative archetype generally. Yeah. So, yeah, what I was getting at was okay. I, it feels like it wasn't as much as an archetype as a like an aspect of an archetype that someone is trying to build. Yes. Where the archetype is this is that thing. Mm-hmm. These are these are things about that thing. Yeah. Yeah, Correct? yeah, basically trying to like yeah, so a lot of like the really gross like racist ideas about like, you know, the 1350 bullshit and you know, like black people are more violent and prone to poverty and da 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 da. da. All that shit is ideologies that's used to force those communities into being into the the, the curtain social diaspora that those people live in. Right. Which creates the archetype of, you know, the thug you see in bad guys and movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, cool concept. It's not cool, but knowing about it means we can look at it and go, hey, that's not good. <laughs> Don't do that. And the other concept I want to go over was media hegemony, which is the dominance of certain cultural values and thoughts that are expressed through media. The we're Marvel in, series. We're in a weird period oh, yeah. to talk about this. Yeah, we are. Yeah, there's, oh God, there's, which is also why I feel like it's important to talk about this shit because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, particularly with negative and or harmful intents that are trying to use these things to force stuff that is very much in line with what I'm trying to talk about in this episode. So it's kind of why we're trying to talk about it. Hooray. Mm. But yeah, so this would be, you know, the, uh, The prime example of this is the way that in almost all of media for, like, feminine presentation, it almost always has to be sexual in a way that's pleasing to straight white guys. Uh Even if it's, like, girl power, lady empowerment. I'm like, yeah, but you're still falling into tropes that are presented to you and you're not being, like, hashtag pussy boss on your own terms Uh kind of a thing. That happens a lot. Like, I I feel like that also gets into a much deeper conversation of how media doesn't really represent people anymore. Mm. I mean, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. It's like even like in movies, Mm -hmm. like whereas before you had a lot more, um, what's a good way to put it? Um, Less um, typical Mm -hmm. looking actors who would get roles, you know, I don't want to be mean, but like, you know, like someone like Steve Buscemi Mm -hmm. would cannot exist in today's media landscape, whereas they may not fit like, the typical look of a man or a woman, but they're fucking good actor. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you don't really see that anymore. You you know, you get the Chris Pratt and fucking everything. That's the the bullshit that came about. Remember, he got his start pretty much as Andy on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he was a fat guy then. 
But the thing was, he made himself the fat, dumpy archetype of, mm, I'm, just a, I'm just a fat, dumb, bad kind of, person. Kind of he, like chunky golden retriever energy yeah, guy. Yeah, he made himself that. He was the Chris Pratt he is now prior to that. Just so he could be the, oh, well, he's the average everyday man. And then as soon as he started getting roles, he's like, all right, I can slim back up and be the pretty man actor. Because I've seemed like I started as a normal person. I would argue that that even when he did that, though, he really wasn't that chunky. He was still very traditionally attractive in almost every sense of the word. Yeah, I'm just just trying to put a a point out the hypocrisy of the fact that it's like... Well, to kind of yes and that, and kind of the media hegemony to explain this, especially in our current, like, cultural meta is... Uh, and it's highlighted a lot because of the dominance of superhero films. Uh, the cultural uh, layout that we have presented for men and mask people is like the, the hero archetype. Mm-hmm. And that's all anybody's ever given. It is either hero or powerful businessman. And that's get that's kind of all you get. So any kind of masculinity that doesn't fall into hero or provider is seen as a failure. Mm-hmm. Which I think has cycled into a lot of guys because of, you know, how the economy is now. And basically nobody can succeed on those two terms anymore. Uh, Led to a lot of guys just kind of falling into straight into getting blackpilled and incelled and all that. They they thought they were becoming some sort of hero or vigilante Mm -hmm. because they no longer could provide. Well, it's like instead of having the hero archetype or being a provider... So instead of being able to be Luke Skywalker, Skywalker, Wolf of Wall Street, these guys are now like vigilante villainizing themselves. So yeah, they're they taking be... that same energy and turning it negative. They're watching the Joker. Yeah, and they're jokering like, themselves. Okay, yeah, I can do that since I can't be Wall Street and if, Batman. If yeah. I can't be Luke Skywalker, I have to be Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of where media hegemonies kick in and become a problem. Cool. So now we can proceed on to what I consider to be the funny haha of the sacred vela, uh, bleh, the sacred vessel fallacy with a ph. <laughs> <laughs> Dick jokes. That's a wiener joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, World of Darkness. Uh, so yeah, so for most of capitalist history, the role of cis women in society was to produce the workforce through a combination of child bearing and rearing and maintaining dis- domestic spaces. Yeah, word. This has existed before capitalism and across several cultures. It was just very strictly defined in Western European capitalism. So. How did we get there, though, considering the before times when things were a little bit more loosey-goosey in feudalism? And uh, the nexus point of that is the uh, the witch trials, the 200-plus years of uh, burning and torture and, you know, mm, bad times. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, a, not a great time. No, 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 no. We actually have no records that definitively define how many women and or queer people were murdered well, by the state. Because they were just like being like, we got a big fire. Let's toss a few more on. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting problem because uh, so we, much right. of the witch trials were actually run by the state as opposed to like religious foundations. Hmm. So it was very legalized and whatnot. So there are a lot of records, but unfortunately... This also happened in a lot of small rural areas that didn't really keep records well. So God knows how many people just in villages were 
just strung up on a tree or just like left out in the woods to die. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, to tie it to another awful part of our history, it's kind of like lynchings. Too, I will get into that. Okay, so where like mm-hmm. it's not a legalized process. Five guys are like, she's a witch. We mm-hmm. don't have a witch anymore. The, yes. <laughs> she's a witch. We have rope. We can solve this problem. Yeah, so this quote unquote problem was kind of handled in two major ways. <laughs> There was a legal system, as I've mentioned, so this included uh, not only the uh, trials and torture and execution of uh, witches, it also included the loss of property rights for women, abortion access, uh, rights to non-productive sex, and also working rights, which included sex work, midwifing, medicine, and a lot of what we would consider early science. Just all of that was cut off. I'm just so curious how you police non-productive sex. Oh, that's easy. If you uh, catch uh, women having, if you catch a couple having sex and they're not married, uh, the woman is a harlot and uh, clearly corrupted by Satan and will either be flogged. There's like uh, the bridles and things. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, you know, like the devil's forks where it was like two prongs and it would like force their head up and they have to wear that the whole time. Or there's like the wife's scold where it was like a metal cha- mm-hmm. like cage harness mm-hmm. with a plate to put in their mouth so the woman couldn't talk. Uh, being thrown in the stocks. Uh, being dunked. Well, yeah, I was less... I was less curious about the punishment and more how the hell they got uh, caught, but... I, I oh, understand that's easy. The point you, now. you know, you're, you're trying to you're trying to hook up with your hottie behind the barn, and you know somebody happens to see you and decides to be a or bitch. she or she says no, and uh, you no. decide to accuse her of it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or unfortunately, that happens. That uh, yeah. <laughs> or she owns property you want. Yeah, and you're just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, she seduced me in the night. That harlot. Oh, that's she's trying to steal my penis. Luckily, I am a man of good honor and fought away the the villainous witch. On the power of God, I'm a righteous man. Yes. Uh, And on that, the second prong of this is also societal expectations because there's a restructuring and reinforcement of women being propagandized to be chaste and submissive. Hmm. So a lot of uh, these ideas of it's like, you know, it's the natural order of things that women are weak and submissive and have to serve men because men do things around the house. That's all, that. Are, this is yeah. This is, is where this where gets the whole, like, like all really, women should be submissive and breedable. Kind. This thing. is where it gets codified, like within our culture. This yeah. kind of stuff has existed since ancient times right. and has gone through fluxes of uh, more more common. And then you know, women get some rights and get to do some things. And then you know, society goes, oh, I don't know. And then kind of gets bummed back. It, it it fluxes. Right. History is, fortunately, is not a steady arc bending towards correctness. Sometimes there's backswings. Yeah. And it's really spooky. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, my friend. No, I'm, I'm just scratching my bits. That is fair. It's your head. Please don't just say bits. The listeners don't know. <laughs> the head is a bit of me. That's true. The true. head is yeah. part of yes, your bits. Yes, but there is uh, an connotations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these two uh, forces worked in tandem to stigmatize women who were independently sexual, not inherently nurturing to children, or could impose impotence on men. Like a lot of charges for witchcraft were, you know, stealing semen or taking penises or, you know, ruining crops. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. Fun. Uh... This set up a social landscape that says that the natural order is for women to be subservient and fertile. <laughs> Thus, anything outside of that is unnatural and devilish. Oh, submissive and brutal. Yeah, yep. submissive and brutal. Uh, and this also uh, 
stretched into the social expectations being put upon like queer folks. So a lot of the witch trials also caught up a lot of gay men and lesbians and trans folk. And, you know, I have no idea what that is like right now. Anywho, mm -hmm. uh, primitive accumulation. This is where it gets a little, little spicy uh -huh. uh, from the uh, Caliban and the Witch book. So with the shifting of the focus of production from being creating things for yourself, your family, and your like your little local village, and you might give some stuff to a local lord, but it's pretty localized in your area and under your control. You're switching the entire economy to the community works for the benefit of a few people. Uh, and these few people basically exist in an owning class of some sort, whether that is mercantiles, nobles, that kind of shit. And to do this big shift, uh, society has to have a very regimented mindset because you can't keep track of how many units of hay you have and how many units of hay belongs to the guy who owns the farm and the farming tools and all that shit unless you have a structured day. Mm -hmm. So to do this, the uh, power dynamics between men and women had to fundamentally shift. Uh, so in Federici's concept of primitive accumulation, uh, this puts a violent upheaval and oppression of women as stemming uh, in this time to be as fundamental to the formation of capitalism as colonialism and slavery is. And this this is right around the end of the uh, Black Death. Yeah, so basically the Black Death, there was a surgence of uh, workers, like peasants and all that, uh, demanding more land rights, more rights for travel, more uh, like autonomy to do their own things outside of their feudal lords and all that because mm -hmm. they weren't directly tied to the land anymore because the concepts of just society completely collapsed as what happens when a third of the population dies well that's yeah, a, that'll do it wow i wonder what that's like we're um <laughs> i'd say this period is also when uh, last names became mm -hmm. in fashion outside of like long held um like rich family tradition mm -hmm. um but people trying to show off their um like their crafts. heritage yeah but like you had so many people moving because you actually had landowners having to compete each other to get workers mm -hmm. out of what was left. And so to identify people, all of a sudden you weren't just Sean, you were Sean from Brixton. Mm -hmm. Because there might be three Seans in this town now from different places. Or, you know, Thomas the Cobbler, and then you get, you know, the Cobblers. Mm -hmm. the, the family of shoe folk. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this is this is some heavy, like, mm big meta meta of society plot thing so i apologize one sec uh no, okay. so basically um a lot of for capitalism to work you need to have classes of people that are subjugated to do the labor for the benefit of other people um in terms of like colonialism and slavery that is fairly uh blunt and i'm like literally stealing people and forcing them to like work on your farms Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward. Uh, with the uh, subjugation of women as a labor force, it's a little bit more subtle because, you know, we haven't opted to directly uh, uh, chain femme presenting people in a similar chattel slavery way. But you do have uh, the concept of women's work mm. where the things that women do as labor for society is deemed as not as important or valid as more masculine presenting work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even recognize it as work. So, you know, uh, d doing dishes, maintaining the house, laundry, that kind of stuff isn't considered work. Like even if you get into the arts, 
a lot of thing artworks that women produce are considered crafts. Scrapbooking and mm. macrame. And, like textile work, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas... Uh, Sewing. Yeah, where like sculpting and painting is considered more masculine art forms, and those kind of tend to end up more in museums and get like more media analysis. So, the uh, art museum here in town a few years ago Mm -hmm. had a really big exhibit on fuck, what was her name? She's the older lady. She does a lot of really weird high fashion stuff. Oh shit. I think I know who you're talking about, but go on. Yeah, they, they had a, a big exhibit on her work. It wasn't it was, Vivian Westwood, was it? Maybe. I'll have okay. to look up a picture. Anyway, um, if I remember, I'll yell it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, As you do. Yeah. But yeah, that, that area was super duper cool. And I, looking at that, I can't understand how someone wouldn't look at textile work and be like, that's art. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool stuff. Yeah, it's fucking know. cool I shit. Just, it just made me yeah. think of that. So I have oh, to share. like one of the most metal pieces of art I've ever seen is a textile. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I had a art professor here in Indianapolis. Uh, I can't remember her first name. I believe her last name was like Stormcrow. Um, but uh, she That's was a cool last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's BIPOC lady, and I had her for a women in art class, and she was working on this uh, big community art project exhibit, talking about the intersectionalities of being black and a woman. Uh, in America. So she had a quilting circle and they were making a quilt, but the quilt was they found this teeny tiny uh, newsprint picture of a woman in the Indianapolis area who was lynched in like the early 1900s. And they were blowing it up and reproducing it on a quilt to hang it in. Right? Yes, that is metal. Right? I was like, that is, I was like, that is the most metal fucking thing. And yeah. I was like, good, that shit should get called out. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you are doing it in such a dynamic way. And also I'm like, I can't imagine the grieving process of having to like, sew that like that's oof. Anywho, mm-hmm. <laughs> continuing on. So, uh, uh, the, the other little notes I had about, uh, women's labor being subjugated, uh, is, uh, there's also the concept of the second shift, which comes from second wave feminism. And it's like one of the only good things second wave feminism has done in my mind. But, uh, uh. so, uh, with, you know, how the economy is now and both men and women are having to go to work to fund a fucking house because money sucks. Uh, there's also the expectation that's carried on from this time period of the witch trials and a little bit after that onto this day where it's expected that the femme presenting people in your house are going to clean house, do dishes, make dinner. If you have kids, take care of kids. That's just culturally expected to be on the femme person. So basically you work an eight hour day and then you come home and you continue to work, but it's unpaid labor that like nobody acknowledges. One thing Mm -hmm. that I read that was interesting that I think ties into this and just talk, I think it's just a sign of how strong that that is still a thing Mm -hmm. in our society. I, um, I think the article was, may have been talking about it for other reasons, but I do think it applies. Mm -hmm. Um, they did a study recently with same sex and non-binary couples Mm -hmm. and they, they found that even they in their households tend to fall into the same traditional, um, roles and the, what, when you're not, don't have a gender, stereotype it is usually divided the masculine tendencies and roles are usually given to the person who makes more money for the household whereas the more quote-unquote women's work goes into the person who either is not working or doesn't have yeah and i've seen in queer relationships where uh the dynamic and if that's how you want to set up your dynamic that's great good for you but yeah like the more the more butch one will tend to work a more intense job and therefore feel more entitled to not have to do 
housework and then the more femme person will pick that up whether that works for you or not that is your relationship you know papa bless for me that shit drives me fucking insane yeah <laughs> But as I'm long also, as you're having conversations about yeah. it, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. If like some people were really into, you know, putting on a frilly made costume and cleaning the house. And I'm like, you know what? Bless. I used to get paid to make people do that in my apartment. Hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, God, I lost my place. I am so sorry. Uh, emotional labor. Yeah, and emotional labor. That's the other one where uh, is another uh, women's work thing that doesn't get accounted for. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, yeah, I go pay a therapist which is usually more times than not still this day a dude who went to college and has a fancy paper to talk about your feelings Mm -hmm. but i as a femme presenting person and pretty much every femme person i know is usually the emotional processor person in every fucking social group and has to mitigate everybody's feelings and try to maintain group cohesions and and that is labor that is just completely unaccounted for and it's just an interesting topic that I'm like, what do we do with this as a society? I don't know yet. I feel like I do that a lot. But yeah, um, yeah. but uh-huh. yeah, there's, but yeah. If you have the dude in the group who is the kind of more like the HR kind of trying to make sure everybody's chill and like taken care of, oftentimes I found in those groups gets called a bitch. No, oh, <laughs> and gets belittled into like a, a feminine position within like the male social hierarchy. I I have noticed that. I haven't really noticed that for myself. Yeah. But. I also, I think we have a pretty non-traditional friend group. Generally, um, yeah. I would also say I think we're not at a place where we can really, we where we're not discussing emotional labor properly. Yeah. I hear the term thrown around a lot, and it's something I've seen people attribute to things like TikTok and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it's just where these terms get thrown around so loosely that they become like day-to-day terms, but they're no longer really directly related to what they originally meant. Yeah. Like I would say like trigger or triggered is one of those. Or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, where instead of describing a specific like medical response or yeah. psychological response, it's yeah. now just means like, you're upset. Yeah. So, yeah, instead of it being a specific psychoemotional response, it's just a, I'm having a negative feeling and I'm just like, mm, I have those all the time, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm triggered. I don't know. I've, mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe one of my biggest things mm-hmm. annoys me, but seeing emotional labor discussed in like, I start an argument. And I don't have the emotional ability to explain what I meant mm-hmm. or the topic that I started. I'm not doing that emotional labor. Yeah, oh. there is unfortunately a lot of people that will weaponize technically what are good things that should help into mm-hmm. just me being a shitty person because I don't want to do things. And I'm like, hey, God fucking damn it. I hate that shit. Because it's like, I, I don't. Yeah, because there's like also the emotional labor that uh, like my BIPOC friends have had to deal with where they're just constantly having to explain like. The world they live in and all the inequities they have to deal with on a daily basis to, like, fucking white people all the time. And white people are just like, well, I don't see it. I'm like, of course you don't fucking see it, Kevin. You're not brown. You don't exist in that world. And this friend of yours is taking time out of their goddamn day to explain this to your dumb ass. Uh-huh. And he has to do that every fucking day. That's exhausting. I think also we as a species lack... Um, an ability to like actually process like societal changes around us over time. Mm-hmm. I know it happens to old people and they get accused of like that a lot. Mm-hmm. But on my other show, Confession Cam, we've gone back and been watching like Jersey Shore, which mm-hmm. is like not that long ago. I think it started in like 2009. Yeah, it was like yeah. 10 years ago at most. But like the shit that was on primetime television that they're saying like it's ridiculous. It's wild. But yeah, Wanda Sykes was on TV saying like, don't say gay. Like, 
in the context of, of being, as an insult. Yeah. yeah. Like, They'll be like, don't say like, ah, oh, that's gay as a bad thing. That'd be like saying, ah, oh, that's Kevin when I mean, there's a bad thing. I mean, we do that though. Yeah, fuck you, Kevin. Um, <laughs> you know who you are, and we hate you. You owe um, me six dollars. But um, FYI, Kevin's your money spends the same. We will take you as a patron. <laughs> that's true too. The opposite of that is true, especially when white people. Um, sorry to group them up like that but when they do try and discuss issues of other groups they'll be like well this isn't happening anymore that's good right oh yeah yeah racism's over we we voted a black man into office racism's over and i'm just like no it's not Ah." which i know is a room full of honkies is a big is a big thing (laughs) for us to be talking about but unfortunately we need to talk about these things because the people that are problems are not going to listen to black people, so we we got to say things. So, on the note of having to say things, um, these issues of gendered work uh, have been abused by trans-exclusionary radical feminists. I am at the point now where I want to say, instead of saying trans-exclusionary ra- radical feminist, say fascist instead because of things that are happening, but that is a personal take on mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Though it may be yeah. true, we have to use the correct term. Well, no, nah, it's not so much that. It's just, mm, I, I don't have the space to get into that right now <laughs> and not completely divert the script. So uh, there is a argument that is used, and I think it's a very bad argument. It's very disingenuous where these TERFs will say, uh, would try to pick up like Marxist terminology and say, ah, well, if women are doing the labor of making and reproducing people and that is unpaired labor, trans women don't get to claim oppression and patriarchy because they are physically incapable of doing that labor, which I'm like, that's a fucked argument because one, I can't think of any, I've, I've gotten into this with Turfs Online where I'm non-binary, but I look like a woman and I would be classified as a woman by most people, but I have a medical condition that makes me infertile and I can't have kids. So I'm like, so because I can't reproduce, would you say I don't belong in the women's restroom as you keep squawking about? And they're just like, well, no. And I'm like, okay. So you've conceded the point already that trans medicalism is horse shit. And on top of that, a lot of the labor that we're talking about that's like, quote unquote, women's work is not tied into your fucking genitals. Yeah, I'm, I don't do the laundry with my cock. Like, <laughs> Hold on. You don't you- fold the laundry with your cock? That's I, impressive. I, I said do the laundry, not fold. Oh, um, okay. okay. Is that what dicks are for? I mean, sometimes. That, stirring stews, you know. Mm-hmm. Women's uh, work. <laughs> spreading butter across toast. I'm very glad <laughs> that I was not equipped with one of those. You know. Oh, I think it's a you coming to the potluck this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> no. God damn it. Fuck no. Especially after the dicks stirring yeah. comment. Yeah, and, and there is... Abigail brings this up in the video, and I have double-checked online. There are really shitty TERFs that do use this book, in particular Federici's work, to bolster their claims about, uh, I'm the daughters of witches that you couldn't burn, and all this gross shit, and fuck them. I'm like, no, you guys don't understand what the actual point of this is. You're also most likely the daughters of the women who burned witches, so. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. to be honest. Statistically. Statistically, you guys are the ancestors of the Witchfinder Generals. Like, let's be fucking honest here Mm -hmm. so i wanted to give that big caveat of uh while these ideas are interesting it can slip into some really gross fucked up shit and uh if that's how you feel stop listening to the show fuck off or just have some self-introspection yeah 
It's like, stop listening to the show, fuck off, maybe think about what you're doing. Once you've chilled out, you can come back. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> Just like, no. But you're always welcome on our Patreon. <laughs> Your money still spins the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does. Oh, no. Okay. So... Uh, here in the original... Oh, go ahead. It's... Interesting that goes into bad spots. It's just like yeah. a lot of things with like conspiracy theories and stuff. Oh, yeah. Where it's like conspiracy theories. Most conspiracy theories that I've listened to or like looked up on, they start out being either really fun or interesting or like, hmm, I kind of want to think about that. And mm-hmm. then you read like eight pages in and they're like, the Jews! And you're like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, Oh, God, stop. it's a nightmare. Because like I try to explain to people about like COINTELPRO and uh, there was the, the recent uh, uh, information that has dropped about like the FBI actually infiltrated the BLM protests in 2020 and all sorts of crazy shit that I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no shit. And then we've been saying this. Yeah, like we did uh, that. Yeah, we no have worry. actual documentation of this. And then you know, dumb motherfuckers come up and they're like, "Well, it's a globalist deep state and blood libel." And I'm just like, "No." I mean, I would even say people don't want to hear, it, which is, but like, I know there's been a lot of evidence too of like a lot of government people infiltrating even like light right wing like Trump rallies. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Trumpers who are like. That wasn't us. That was like Antifa. But it's like, that's probably the government. If someone was infiltrating your group and doing fucky shit, it was probably government agents. But yeah. They, they just, oh, it's an- Obama's Antifa. Yeah, because it's like, as, as as somebody who does uh, anti, anti-fascist work and has worked with like anti-fascist like groups, uh, if they're interacting with far right groups, generally it's more of like an observation. Like, we just want to watch you and know what the fuck you're doing and then share that amongst each other. And then... Maybe if you do a really bad thing, we post your picture and your address online. <laughs> Sometimes people got to know. So I would, yes, I was going to say, no. if you're doing a violent racism or trying to like overthrow the government, yeah, you should probably. Sometimes your employer should know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So on, on that delightful note. So at this point in the original video essay, uh, the... The author uh, compares the violent suppression of women with the witch trials and how that led to social control to that of uh, the social control done by uh, lynching in the American South in the light of like reconstruction, which is very heavy. It is a great part of the episode. I super recommend everybody go watch it. I'm not going to get into all the graphic details because that is a lot for everybody to deal with. And maybe I'm not the person that should be talking about (laughs) these issues, going to be honest, but trying to trying to be supportive and a, a, a good American citizen and explain our history and the fucked up things that our, we do and our government has done. So hooray. Hurrah. Hurrah. But hooray. in the context for this, uh, lynchings and witch trials uh, did not end when the concept of the witchcraft as a thing uh, or, you know, the fallacies of racism were disproven. Uh, these cultural events stopped when they had basically served their purpose. So it's not a like, oh, witchcraft isn't a thing. Uh, we're just going to stop doing that. It's like... Nope. <laughs> Ladies are just being like what we want them to be, so we don't have to burn them anymore. Yeah, so the the charges go from witchcraft to just vagrancy, holotry, you know, to mm-hmm. that kind of they shit. They just change the terms and the punishment. Yeah. yeah, which is, you know, exciting. And in both events, uh, once the events had quote-unquote wrapped up, uh, there wasn't really a public outcry for justice once everybody was like, oh, this is fucked up. We, whoa, we killed tens of thousands of people. There's, there was no sense of uh, a need to uh, put value back onto these people's lives. And in a lot of cases, people consider these mass losses of life to be socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in the video, uh, Abigail quotes uh, Thomas Hobbes on the witch trials saying that they were a good way of promoting social order. Huh. And I'm like, you know, Thomas Hobbes, one of the guys that uh, uh, led to us having an American revolution. He invented the races. Well, uh, yeah. Joking. <laughs> he did, but racism, he did help. Yeah, no. racism didn't exist <laughs> until then. And, all, and keep in mind that a lot of the stereotypes, narratives, and images that uh, were created in light of these events still exist into this day and affect our um, affect our uh, acceptability of these groups of people in the context of those images. I mean, the idea of the acceptable loss has definitely not gone anywhere. I mean, just look at like the war on terror or COVID. Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, COVID is fucking... The the depths of depression I personally got into over COVID as somebody who's immunocompromised and mm. worked a public service facing job is d- d- fucking a nightmare. <laughs> like it's actually fucked my physical health where I'm just like, oh, clearly all these people around me that said they cared f- actively do not. They would, my ability to live does not trump their ability to like go get a coffee. I don't get it. I thought it for me it was like the biggest excuse to be like a massive piece of shit. Like, yeah. oh, looks like oh, looks like I'm ordering food again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! They're gonna have to leave it on my porch and not communicate or talk to me whatsoever. God damn! Like, oh no! <laughs> like, yeah, the door dashed. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. but the people that were like, I gotta go out. Oh yeah, no. Like, I can't let the virus win. Oh god, yeah, no. Like the the most upsetting was uh, when. Things started to open back up, and I was still working at uh, fucking Captain Ahab's Coffee Emporium, and oh god, I I kept wearing a mask just because I'm like I fucking need to wear a mask because there's a not zero chance like depending on how severe of COVID cases for me, I have to immediately go to a hospital. Uh, yeah, the amount of particularly older men would come up and be like, well, "Why don't you take that mask off? I want to see you smile." Gross. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, like one guy re- tried to reach across to snatch it off my face one day. Yeah, it was fucking it's so it's a weird combination of like not giving a fuck about disability rights and also like feeling entitled to my body as a female mm-hmm. is just like such a dystopian nightmare and I was just like I'm so upset. <laughs> well, not only that, but like the whole thing has become so politicized that it's not even about like the science behind it. We're still doing studies on that Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But it is definitely just like, well, you are part of the other football team than me. So I have to go for a touchdown play against you, pull your mask off and make a big show about it. Um, And like, I almost shared an article in our discord today, but I didn't because the title of the article was Mm -hmm. so poorly titled that I was afraid it would start arguments before people read like the five page Uh but it's it's about the trial studies that are coming out of covid and Mm -hmm. like so technically masks that are not n95s do not work very well on in one-to-one tests where you have a one person admitting and a one mannequin head receiving and testing that Mm -hmm. however in group trials that they so in that sense masks don't work unless it's the n95 however in tests where they were able to match districts in the u.s based on their political leanings and whether or not they their political leanings their population size density and um whether or not they had mask mandates and they've been able to prove that pretty close um while they can't 100 percent pin it to masks it might also be social distancing and other mm-hmm. Uh, laws enacted or mandates enacted um, that counties that did have 
mask laws had a much lower death rate and a lower um, reported illness rate overall. So while they, in a direct trial, they're not as effective in practice it seems like they were actually effective well it's like it's the it's the swiss cheese method of protection where like there's no there's literally no form of protection that is a hundred percent effective there's none fucking none but i play D and i understand how percentiles work and yes i will take the cloak of 30 percent poison resistance thank you yeah. And if you stack that on with your AC and other things and then people around you and you're like, okay, cool, we're stratting, we're, we're putting the tank up front and the squishy wizards in the back and with all these layers of protection, then it's like, I'm actually doing pretty good. Yeah, it adds up. I really yeah, like... but that, that cloak's heavy and the party is forcing you to put it on. You should take it off for your freedoms. I Look, really, go ahead. I really liked the analogy of somebody peeing on somebody. Mm-hmm. If both people aren't wearing pants and somebody pees... Well, they're both, you know, the other person's getting wet with that person's pee. Mm -hmm. And if one person pees and he's not wearing pants, but the person that's getting peed on is wearing pants, he's still getting peed on Mm -hmm. and it's still all over his pants, but it's not directly touching him. But if the person that's peeing wears pants and the person that's not peeing wears pants, only the person that's peeing is getting wet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There'll be some leakage and, you know, it depends on the pool size. Right, yeah. If you stand too close, you might get some on your shoes, but... Yeah, I just... I, I dislike that we have to constantly explain kindergarten skills to grown-ass adults right. <laughs> that are yelling at me all the time about just like, goddamn fucking childish liberal, da 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 And I'm like, I'm a leftist, sir. Fuck off. But anyways, <laughs> so now we're getting into uh, Sacred Vessel 2, Sacred Vessel Fallacy 2. Part 2. Still two, with a PH because dick jokes. Two. So within Hermeticism, I am not a hermetic mage. It's not a school or anything that I particularly am interested in. So my understanding of this might be a little shallow, but I tried to do some research and I found an interesting paper that got into uh, gender and sex within the hermetic practices. Please let me know if I'm out of pocket. Okay. Uh, the thing is, hermeticism is such a wide net that mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to be. That's from what was my big takeaway after listening to like five hours of hermetics talking about what they do mm-hmm. is... Yeah, it's kind of like a it's like throwing a wide net over early spiritual practices that aren't directly religious based, even though there's a lot of religious shit in it is her. They kind of just they also were kind of just like, we'll do some of this and this over time. It kind of became the basis of a a large chunk of like European and um, like African and it never really penetrated Asia, but mm-hmm. I think that's because of animism completely animism pushed and, that thought away. You know, because the Mediterranean, the European, and the North Africans are close to each other, so they shared a lot of ideas back and forth. Yeah. Hooray. But yeah, so a lot of people that I have read and interacted with about hermetic magics tend to follow this idea of male energy being active and emitting and females being passive and receiving, so the sword and the vessel. Yeah, chalice. You get You get into that with some Crowley shit, da 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 uh, our meta- our modern understanding of gender does not really translate over into older hermetic texts because our concept of genders didn't fucking exist then, for one. And within the which means it either has both male and female or has neither, your soul is trans. It is non-binary. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, it, it's, your soul is separate from the physical form and gender doesn't fucking matter. Uh, any bodily, any references to bodily sex, uh, within these texts is generally done by observation by people 2000 years ago. So um, relatively modern. Uh, well, like 
it's based off of just the understanding of the world at the time, which is uh, a lot of people that are men have dicks. Yeah. A lot of people that are women have vagines. And there's a small amount of people that sometimes have a portion of both. And that's just because that's what they could see with their fucking looking eyes because they didn't have microscopes because it was 2,000 years ago. They didn't know about, you know, like sperms and Well, like they knew about, they had the idea of sperm womb was just a wandering, like it's an, it's an, it's in there. It's there somewhere. And I know if I put enough sperms in there, sometimes a person pops out and that's about the. Did they actually know about sperms or just semen? Well, yeah, semen. Yeah, I meant like. Like, like oh, the actual cells. There's like a little cell in there and it goes in and yeah. No, 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 no. Uh. And apparently within the text of, like, Hermeta Corpora, there's only a few mentions and really only one actual citation that states anything that could support a gendered application of male and female energies. So even within their, like, core text, there's just, like, it's not really there. So that's fun. Uh, sex does exist on a spectrum and gender is a social construct. Yeah. That's just how the world is, guys. I'm sorry. Um and the, the author for this had a really good point that I liked, which was, if Hermes is the god of knowledge and science, then it'd behoove us to adapt the teachings and doctrines of earlier ages that came before to what we have now based on better knowledge of the matter, given the good it stands to do for us with the minimal impact it makes on the meat and bones of the tradition. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's almost like in the light of new evidence, you can change your ideology and it's fine. What? New evidence showed I up. I have to think about things. Fuck. I have to incorporate ideas into my belief system. No, no. Remember, as as a masculine individual, your only job is to pick up heavy, heavy thing, move it over, and then unga bunga. No thought outside of that. Eat. Fuck. Kill. Nope, that's your only Look, job. I'm only here, existence. I'm here for I'm here for himbos though. <laughs> Look, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, like peak wholesome masculinity. <laughs> he just dumb as fucking big. I also acknowledging there are many people who practice this shit and study it in their own ways, and I'm here to respect that. And if you want to do a gendered practice, cool, just don't be a piece of shit about it. Other than that, cool. Uh so how does this translate into the houses of Clan Tremere now that we've gotten through all of that? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, hey. This is a World of Darkness podcast. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm here to do fucking media analysis because I think it's fucking interesting, especially in the light of the changes in the clan Tremere for V5 is part of the reason why they're like one of my favorite clans in V5 because it's so fucking interesting, especially in the light of everything we just talked about. So yeah. if you go to the core book, Clan Tremere, page 94, there is a confo between Carl Shrek, Karna, and the Gortrix Tremere being. They leave that vague. They say it's Gortrix. Who the fuck knows? So, uh, within their conversation, uh, there it's very short, but they get into uh, power dynamics and strategies in a way that map over this that I find very interesting. Because there is the uh, Shrek and Goratrix basically shrugging off the concept of women's work and practices tied into BIPOC people. Like, they literally mock the idea of tarot cards and tea leaves. <laughs> just flat out. They're just like, what? Why? That's stupid. It's not, that's not real magic. What are you doing? Mm. <laughs> And there's a conversation about order and structure versus magic for its own sake, which goes back to the fundamentals of, you know, magic and how it was practiced in Europe uh, pre-witch trials. And then the order and structure required for capitalism post-witch trials. And I'm just like, that's really cool. Um, There's also uh, an interesting note about in light of animism 
and uh, the way that we in a Western European context interact with the world because uh, we tend to uh, lack an ability to be humble within the mystery of the con of the cosmos and we're more into possessing the world as opposed to existing within it mm -hmm. which is something that seems to map more onto Shrek and uh, the house Tremere as opposed to Karna who seems to be trying to open the door for more of an animism qualitative like hey you can just explore the world and vibes <laughs> and uh, uh within that context in uh clan Tremere, there is the doubling down on maintaining social order through the means of violence and subjugation mm -hmm. with presanium which you could look at as a reintroduction of the like Witchfinder generals from the witch trials, but it's like within the magic folk. I, I, it's fucking fascinating. I'm just like, there's so much going on in just this little like five paragraph conversation that I'm just like, this is so fucking, why is no one talking about this? This is cool. I mean, there also is, you were talking about in V5 canon now, that um, House Tremere is actively hunting down what remains of House Gortrix. Well, Gortrix, House Gortrix now is aligned with the Camarilla and... Or was it one of the others that they were like dead on sight? Uh, it used to be. Used to be, Used okay. to be, but I think with the, the ritual in Mexico City basically like nuking almost all of the Tremere anti-tribute... And now House Gortrix aligning with the Camarilla, I'm assuming in light of Gehenna and whatever the fuck's going on. So you basically have the two masculine houses uh, as part of the pyramid and they're trying to maintain a hegemony and a social order of tradition. Of tradition. And then you have House Karna that's like opening the door for that. And then we have this fourth house that's not at the table that there's not a lot of stuff for, but I fucking love it, which is House Ispismus. Uh... And I really like getting into this as witches as non-consumers. Uh, these are, this is where you're getting into spiritual practitioners working within anti-fascist and anarchist circles as organizers, activists, um, especially in the light of like climate crisis and economic collapse. So that's cool. So it's, 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 you could get into some really cool stories of like basically the wheels in functions of society and capitalism and all that as we've known it are now crumbling and now you're having this resurgence of people reclaiming the mantles of witchcraft and magic but as a way of uh organizing and into uh different social orders i mean maybe this is way too much mm -hmm. but um it's something we've talked about a little bit with people on the server and um i think it's interesting is like as the wheels of capitalism march on, um, you know, we're seeing more like mm -hmm. people of color and people of non-traditional sexuality starting to be accepted into the tradi more traditional zeitgeist by in capitalist circles because the need to ever grow it mm -hmm. means we need now they have to accept these people as consumers and as part mm -hmm. of their system because otherwise they'll hit a dead halt because they're the only groups left to grow into that's staying outside of that kind of circle whereas like you said like house gortrix house tremere are kind of inside yeah coming together and even um karna's kind of like at the table at least like yeah. it's starting to be welcomed at the table and talk to having these people who are still outside of that completely as you said like mm -hmm. non-consumers mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of a um uh, i i think the most mainstream way of 
visualizing this before we get into really esoteric books that I like is um, uh, like the water protectors that we've had in the U.S. where it's indigenous folks that are trying to not only preserve their culture and their lands, it is also a lot of them uh, leaning into their own cultural and spiritual practices as a form of protest in light of uh, federal abuse mm-hmm. and uh, capitalist overreach into their territories and, again, ignoring treaties and just... But it's and it's done not only to protect their communities, but also just like the wider like fuck motherfuckers, we need water. Like the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like why are we like this? But Nestle's got a bottle that and sell. Oh god. Yeah. So that's that's stuff that I I would hope uh if people are interested in exploring these topics in your game. Do I think this is this is a good way to do it. And I have access I some books if people want more interest in like uh, spirituality in the cold and light of like anarchist theory and practice because that's the kind of dumbass I am. <laughs> uh, I mean, along these topics specifically too, it'll be really interesting to see what we actually do end up getting out of W5 oh, coming yeah. this summer. Oh yeah, yeah. W5 is going to be really interesting and I'm really curious where things expand with the player's guide and then the Blood Sigils book that's coming out. So, yeah. well, uh, Specifically on the topics like you're talking about, like mm-hmm. water protection and stuff like that. That was pretty much like ideas that were already explored in like old werewolf, but mm-hmm. like I just oh, it seems like at least in the meta text we've gotten for werewolf and then when they're really like doubling down into that, which I'm like sick, Hell that'll yeah. be cool. And honestly, I'm like, you can run a chronicle where it's a bunch of like House of Pismus Tremere guys that are like working with the guru to be like, fuck that shit. They're like, I'm a wizard and you can punch everything. I think we got this. <laughs> Literally everything. (laughs) I will punch God. (laughs) I'm just curious if they're going to leave it out or if they're going to go hard and Mm. just be like, Pentex did Norfolk Southern. I mean, Pentex did Norfolk Southern. I don't know. All the trains. I I would say that's the only explanation, but... Uh, Money. The line must go up. I mean, in World of Darkness. The line must go up. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, That was my thoughts on... uh, how the witch trials uh, helped start a capitalism and how that also very nicely aligns with the convention of thorns and then the structure of the Tremere pyramid. And then as society is crumbling again, the Tremere pyramid is broken and now we're getting these different schools of occult thought that actually map really well onto the different houses of Tremere that we have currently and just different themes and ways you can explore that in your game and, Maybe some of those will cross over into things the other player characters are doing, so you don't have to play an Oops All Tremere game. If you want to play Oops All Tremere, that's great, but like... But why would you? I like it. I like the idea of playing an Oops All Tremere game, where we just stand on top of a roof, Mm-hmm. And then the sun comes up. Honestly, I would play that one shot where like, okay, we're all going to die because fuck this. But then it just turns into a long philosophical discussion for like four <laughs> hours and then the sun comes up. Then... Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, a freebie NPC time. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh-huh. I hinted at this when I had an epiphany on our first episode. Mm-hmm. But um, he is a uh, Tremere. Works a lot in sigil work. And he's specifically got into like uh, cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and NFTs and using those to spread his sigils online. Hmm. Um, real, real scum. A lot of high, almost like Ventru, but um, mm-hmm. a Ventru who's seen a couple like speeches by like Grant Morrison. It's like, oh, I can make more money somehow. 
What what if I take the ideas of Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, but then I turned it into profit? Yes. Well, I mean, uh, both of them, I'm pretty sure, used to go give speeches to like CEOs of companies. Yeah. To make more money <laughs> with magic. So uh, these people probably exactly exist. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's. I think the difference between like those two guys and this guy is that they're talking about like, let's make sigils and put it in artwork. And this guy's like, I'm going to get like 7,000 people to buy my NFT for a $100,000 a oh. piece. Yeah, this is guy was in the room while they were talking about that. And he goes, uh, okay, now yeah. I'll sell it to people. I, yeah, okay. I know yeah, there that there's Power some, sigils. Oh, oh, God. I haven't looked into this in a long time. I used to be super into this. But uh, so there is some crossover between early 20th century occult thought and getting into psychoanalysis and then early marketing that is very very interesting but i haven't read it in a minute so i don't remember names but it's very just ah <laughs> i mean they're very unfortunately a lot of the things that the government discovered when researching like brainwashing mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff all that research went into the marketing companies mm -hmm. yep. so you get into that a lot um i thought it was funny so one of the flaws i took was i put enemies uh toreador <laughs> someone had to make that art that he sold um nice. yeah nice but they, like, there's fuck you, you what they did my art and turned it into an nft you, you stole the shit you hey. stole oh, and my then art. i drew sigils over <sighs> it. hey 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 the art wasn't stolen you were paid for in exposure uh, or worse, they took your art and ran it through like an AI generator and then incorporated the sigil. Just ugh, gross. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, great NPC. I mean, yeah, good NPC. I don't like Fuck that, that guy. guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're having a more open game, there would definitely be some mages who'd be real pissed off about what he's doing. Um, maybe even some were werewolves. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, he's just... I like to think that people would maybe mistake him for a Ventru until he starts like casting spells and you're like, oh. And you're fuck. like, oh, God damn it, he's worse. <laughs> ah, she admitted it. Look, what's worse than a capitalist? A capitalist that could do magic. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, fuck, he can't actually alter reality. God damn Shit. it. Uh, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, well, we don't want to let the the person that likes it most go last. I mean, that's up to y'all. I think it'd probably be the best to. Uh, okay, to end fine. With you, okay, so. do you want to go next? Then? Yeah, right. I can go, All or right. we can. Yeah. Okay, John's not done percolating. Okay. No, I'm done. But go ahead. Okay. All righty then. Uh, I've got Isaiah Bradley. I uh, I've had this guy made since the Sabbat book came out because um. I feel that uh, the path of death and the soul seems to be something that some Tremere should really, if they're really wanting to dive down into what you can experiment with occultism, why aren't you trying to kill death? I mean, that would solve the immortality problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just <laughs> just get rid of it. And yeah, I, I picture them as like uh, an ex-sabot, mainly because they're like, I'm not here. I'm not here to rule the world. I'm just here to do a goal. You guys are crazy. You won't leave me alone. I'm just... Trying to do my research. I know my research sounds very weird and very scary. That does not make me align with you. I just want to do this in peace. Also, if I don't do it, uh, do it ethically, you don't get good results. I can't just be grabbing fledglings and doing this bullshit. You have to willing participants. So little little house gore tricks where it's like, I'm doing really shady, gross science, or not science, but like occult experimentation where I'm like, oh, I'm pushing the envelope. I'm a little mm, shifty, but I, I have some fucking bounds of reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, no, no, no. This needs to be done ethically. Like, no, no, no. You can't just, it's not going to work. It's going to taint the data. It's really going to taint the data. Cool. I, so, yeah. 
Hell yeah. I always would, would other Tremere be kind of upset with him? Because I know one of the big things that we talked about in the history episode was like after the ritual happened and everyone's like, well, that didn't work the way it's supposed to. Anyone who like disagreed was kind of like, ah. well, it was more the 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 that part was more people just being like, hey, so I don't think Tremere is actually Tremere in there. Well, there was that. But there's also the first when um, they lost their magic. Oh, yeah. Originally, they're yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to have kept their magic. That, yeah. So yeah, and yeah, it yeah. sounds like this guy's like, well, what if we find a way to like actually kill death, defeat yeah. death, and maybe we can get our powers what back? What if is I that kind of? What, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I would assume he is either not liked or just barely tolerated in whatever chantry he's in. Because it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, just more like, well, we don't go down to the basement. Why? Isaiah's down there. And just, he's doing he's important research. Subtext. We don't want to. Does he does he get into shit with the the Hakata? Because you know he's doing necromancy, but from another direction. I feel like it's fifty fifty. I feel like it's either <laughs> yeah, I fucking we fucking hate this guy, or I fucking hate them, or no, this guy gets it. It's like no, no, no. I I say his vibes. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched it recently, so it kind of just reminds me of that scene. I know we've talked about it on last show, but in Pi, where he's sitting doing math in the diner, and then the um the jewish um i guess we'll call him like a mathematician wizard comes up he's like oh you know judaism's all about math too that's cool let's talk about that like they you know your thing and my thing are the same thing actually like real stoked about it <laughs> mm-hmm. that but, was no. honestly a really like kind of adorable scene mm-hmm. yeah it was like oh he's making buddies and he was not down to make buddies though and yeah. he was not in a space to be making friends no there's that lady who's trying to make buddies with him the whole time and just... no <laughs> trying to make buddies <laughs> she's the fucking capitalist oh i meant the his neighbor oh yeah she she, she was trying him. to make babe buddies yeah. she was trying to make buddy okay yeah. i see what you're saying yeah. <laughs> i also always saw isaiah as more like a poc just huh? for inclusion's sake like i never saw him as like strictly like a white character i found him to be like you know outside the bounds more inclusion uh it's also like oh my god it's not like we don't have centuries of history of uh black and brown science and or research anybody innovators yeah people just making things and then a white person shows up and goes i made this yeah we wouldn't have <laughs> fucking computers if it wasn't for black women <laughs> Also, uh, mechanically, I definitely would see him having the uh, galvanic rage. I would say if you're going to pull any rituals from the Sabbat book for your character, run that past your storyteller first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a distinct feeling he's the type of guy that's just like, oh, you fuck my experiment? Smash a coin. Fuck all your electronics. Just petty. Just just fucking petty. Just uh, like... Uh, Tremere's petty? As an NPC, though, especially. Oh, yeah. Like someone who's a- like, I need you to find me some more test subjects or like... I'm going to try something on you. Tell me how it goes. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you don't know. You might be the placebo. Fuck off. It's a double blind study. Huh. Boop, boop, boop. Boo. Speaking of double blind. I don't blind. know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. We're just going to find out what's going on. Science. Um, science. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, it's the meme. Science. <laughs> I made um, D is all they go by. Um, they hang out pretty much in an attic all the time. Um, focusing really heavily on ritual magic, uh, like rituals instead of like the, I'm going to drink this thing and climb on a wall kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they specifically, uh, sorry, house epismus, is, ip, ipsismus, mm-hmm. um, kind of just up there doing their own thing, experimenting with blood rituals and, um, hanging out with anarchs, kind of paranoid. I was going to take the flaw of enemies, um, 
Tremere because, you know, they're not really specifically Clan Tremere because mm-hmm. they're very much like, no, nah, fuck that. No, nah, I'm, uh-uh, I'm going to stay in my attic. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of paranoid to the point that they're like, I warded the door to the house and then I warded the first three steps of the house to the basement. Or to the, to the attic. And then I warded the attic door. Okay, now I'm going to be in here for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the character, but he's it's animated character that is, is kind of come back in the meme cycles of, I don't care how many people the IRS sends, I'm not paying taxes. Dan. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's Dan. Much that. Yeah. yeah, it's Dan from Dan Versus. <laughs> yep, it's pretty much that. Just like, leave me alone. I'm doing my shit. Every once in a while, we'll help like an out an outex help out some anarchs because not necessarily aligned with them as much as like okay well you guys at least like let me do my thing and leave me alone like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna live in your area you leave me alone i'll i'll do some work for you every once in a while yeah they they bring him like hey we brought some supplies yeah and he's like ah sick thanks thanks man Uh, get out of my house exactly yeah <laughs> like don't knock on the door <laughs> just text me oh god it's fucking adam from fucking only lovers left alive yeah yes <laughs> yes. yes but instead of music it's just rituals right you, he's like, <laughs> like don't go into the attic mm-hmm. you go into the attic and you're like what the fuck is going on up here it's like, i'm working on something I'm just there's so many if they can get up there right exactly yeah yeah just there's alarms in the house just made out of like rubber chickens mm-hmm. yeah yep Hell yeah. Oh, the shrieks of the damned. Otherwise, one was... Very much like, I will leave you alone if you leave me alone. If you get past my my wards into my attic, I'm going to do everything I can to turn you into the paste that I paint my sigils with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm going to identify as a fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for him. Yeah, yeah. He I just do. wants to do his own thing. He That's just so hangs good. out. That's so good. All right. Uh... I'm going to give an NPC of a character that I have made and played before, but people seem to like this, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, the character's name is Ruth Holmes. Uh, they were initially embraced in Clan Tremere, House Tremere, as uh, basically kind of a tech and internet expert, because there is that portion of the Tremere that are like, hey, so we got to battle the Second Inquisition and all this stuff, so we need to have people that not only understand esotericism, but also understand uh, like technology and cyberware. So it uh, Ruth is a little internet e-girl, like internet poisoned Mm -hmm. kind of person uh, that does uh, like cybersecurity. But a lot of what her work was is based around manipulating social media, kind of also getting to the the memes and the sigils and whatnot. But uh, it's more in the I need to one under and all that kind of stuff, but also helping to maintain the masquerade through the internet. I dig that. So lots of bot farms. Yeah. <laughs> lots of, you know, just the following all sorts of social medias, posting their own social medias, probably does like game streaming with like a just on the internet. Cause they're just like, I'm so young that like for me to maintain my masquerade, I have to maintain my Twitch schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like it's still like ordering it. things on Uber Eats just because it's like, I've been doing that. I got embraced. So now I need to maintain these things because, uh, if the government were to look into me, they're going to look for breakups in my data mm-hmm. as opposed and or like complete gaps in information and is a advocate in uh, against uh, the, the Camarillas the whole like we need to stop using technology. And she's like, that is the dumbest. That is literally how the f- you literally cannot function in this society and not use cell phones. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And because of those conversations, uh, she's flipped into House Karna. <laughs> So it's kind of like a double agent 
she basically like doubles and triple agents all the time just because it's like so many layers of just facade and uh having to 4d chess around everybody's nonsense i dig it but has really bitchin eyeliner mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i forgot something yeah for d sorry hold on sorry i was wanting to make a take a friend mm-hmm. um and i wanted to have a buddy who was um um drug magic yeah uh, yeah i wanted to have a buddy who was cult of ecstasy that would pop over every once in a while and they would discuss the nature things. of the universe right and yeah. it would be less like they've Sorry to just jump. No, into yours. you're good. Uh, no, it, I almost would, did the same thing on yours. <laughs> it would be less like um, trading magical theories and whatnot, and more just like vibes. Honestly, yeah. Like the uh, the cult of ecstasy's guys. Like I like what you're doing. It's kind of interesting and cool. And D's just like you get it at least a bit. You're not gonna fuck with my like. He trusts this person to come up into the attic and not accidentally kick over. You know, the candle that's been burning for 200 hours. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, so I didn't butt into yours. I had that uh, same thought when you were like, oh, the Anarchs just tolerate him. I feel like Isaiah just found a Chantry and just kind of walked in and was like, I'm here now. And just like, I need you guys to peer review the data accurately. I'm not at And then just proceeds to continue what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, just just like. Expects things. Yeah, just walks into the Chantry. They're just like. He got in here. He found an empty area. He is he it's had, like a cat. He would have had to have at least some level of like within the Sabbat Tremere mm-hmm. that when he walked in, he could at least to at least a good group of people be like, no, I'm better than you. Yeah, exactly. I am. I forget what they call it, like their version of Dignitas where mm-hmm. they're just like. I've put in my work for the family. Yeah, depending but, uh, on what level he is within, like, he had enough clout that he was able to walk into the structure of the pyramid and go, I am at this level, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one above him was upset enough to buy, be like, yeah, he does belong down there. No one yeah. at his level or below was upset enough to be like, no, I'm better than you. Or you're <laughs> worth me pointing out that I'm it, better and than I w- you. I would assume anybody who did try to cause a fuss, he's just like, well, I'm going to put you in the Shadowlands now. So yeah, like, just eh. a little, just, psh, there you just go. you're going to be there for five seconds. Have you learned a lesson? We can go for 15. It's, it's a little bit of the Dr. House energy, just that I know I'm better than you. Not, Does he have but, a pill addiction? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he might... He might do it just to fuck with people, but he didn't. He wouldn't be like, I definitely am addicted. It wouldn't mm-hmm. work. He'd have to be giving pills to people yeah. and be like, all right, take yeah. these. It, it's less the, the arrogance of Dr. House and more the I know. Oh, God. Yeah, no, like, at least energy-wise for Ruth, it's... When I say e-girl, I want to be very specific. She is not an oo-woo VTuber. No, much more of the... I go into COD rooms to trigger fragile men on purpose, because fuck you. <laughs> and it's funny. But has like the most girly pop like characters where everything's like pink. I feel like a terrifying game would be having mm-hmm. your players get stuck in between like a dispute between Ruth and David. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Actually, I feel like the, the these two would not. No, absolutely not. They are would definitely butt heads almost immediately. Yeah. Um. Just like I'm a Trememe. I mean, that's his whole thing too. Mm. Is meme school. Yeah, but D- just different meme schools. <laughs> oh the modern day philosophies yeah so like that that could be funny yeah oh god yeah it, this is more of a uh weaponized uh weaponized femininity kind of a character <laughs> but you know with the the just like hey by the way so the government's watching fucking everything and the fact that the second inquisition hasn't nuked all vampires from orbit should really concern everyone 
Why are you investing in Pentax? Why? Just the fuck. Okay. Money. Stop. Stop it. Money. The line does not have to go up. Anywho. Uh, final thoughts on Clan Tremere. I... I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed it. I do wish we had a little bit more information on Epismus. I feel like they fit really well into the vibe of E5. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish we had just more info on what they're up to. I know the whole, it's kind of like with the Anarchs, the whole point is that they're kind of broken and scrambling to get things together. But like, fuck, I would, I would like like a good chunk, even if we got like some, like a novel or a, one of those adventure stories or something that tied into them more directly. Yeah. Or hell, even in like, you know, the Anarch book has a bunch of like short stories of different factions within the Anarchs and different ways you can take them. I wish there was one of those for somebody in House of Pismus, mm-hmm. just to kind of give some context, because uh, I can come up with things and understand where this is going, but also this house, at least from the little bits we've gotten, really fits into my occultic thoughts. So for me, it's pretty like, oh yeah, click, this makes sense. Trying to explain this to anybody else without having to pull out five books and a massive amount of drugs <laughs> is, is really hard. Or just say anarchist wizards. Yeah! It's like, what if you said, what if, what if you personified a Tom Morello song? I don't know. It's something I've seen. And gave it a candle. (laughs) It's something I've seen in our Discord, um, which you should join. But, um, sorry. uh, But like, he's right. He's not wrong. You should. We we have like a lore discussion chat and there's people have asked like, you know, how do the Anarchs handle this or that? And it's like, it's kind of a bummer because the answer is always yes and no. It's always like. Well, they might do it this way. They might do it exactly the same as the Camarilla. They might do the exact opposite. It just really depends on this city and this area of the city and who's in charge at the moment mm-hmm. or has the most backing. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because I feel like Epismus kind of falls into that where it's like whatever that coven or whatever they call themselves in that city and that or area are doing together. Just the one guy. It could yeah. just be like a D situation where it's just a dude. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of him being, like, the only Tremere in that, at least that Mm -hmm. section of the city. Like, you know, it's an anarch controlled, and Mm -hmm. he's just like, I'm going to sit over here. And maybe even on the other side of the street from that, the end of that territory Mm -hmm. is, like, the other Shantry. But, yeah, I like the idea of him just, no, 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 I just want to be here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because I feel like there could be some fun uh, flavor and stuff, because, like, I have some books on, like, postmodern magic and including technology in with your occultic practices. And the idea of having, like, a multi-monitor setup, but one of them is a black screen that you use as, like, a scrying mirror. Fun. I'm just like, that's fun. Like, the old CRT, like, was like, Mm -hmm. why do you have one really old tube monitor? And I'm like, oh, look at this. And then you could just... Like, I'm spying on so many people right now. You have no idea. And it can't be traced. It's amazing. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the ultimate hacking CCTV camera. I feel like all these Tremere meeting up and just, it's just like, quiet down. I, I, no. I feel like when we get this new book, I feel like we're, we're definitely going to cover it. We cover every new book after mm-hmm. we feel like we've had time to um, digest and process and even sometimes run it like I did with the Hunter game and we might do with Werewolf again. Wink, wink. Um, but... I'm just a little bit concerned, slash I think it's funny that we were like, we're getting a player's guide that'll have everything for Vampire in. Then a few weeks later, we're getting another book, Blood and Sigils. I'm like, will this also be included in the player's guide? or is this- No, it's separate. I I'm, pre-ordered them, but it's a separate book, but it is more blood, more thaumaturgy, blood sorcery stuff, and also more alchemy for thin bloods. Fuck yeah. I, I oh, would cool. almost guess it started off as part of the player's guide, and then they said, there's a this lot is of gonna this. Be, this is going to be chonky. It's going to be thick. 
but yeah, pre-order both, and pre-orders come with the the PDFs included, which mm-hmm. I'm like, thank God. Nice. I want to pre. Uh, I pre-order the players. Yes. Yep, so. But yeah, did uh, the Tremere hating side of the table have any final comments? This is time for your button, I suppose. I think that I've I've summed it up in um, magic is cool. The Tremere are not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is funny i'm kidding i'm kidding the the clan Tremere, like i have to admit it, it's a cool clan it's interesting there's a lot of neat stuff going on with it um in my bones i still hate them but i see why someone could like them thank you and, and now, i can forgive you thank you uh, and, now, <laughs> and, and now that our Tremere month is over um i have to say i actually kind of like the Tremere. i've always kind of <sighs> liked the Tremere. it's just fun to hate them you because they're shitty usurpers asshole yeah you've been giving me shit i know i know been giving me shit yeah i've been giving everybody shit because it's the meme and it's true they're good to hate but like there's worse clans i'm yeah. not gonna say who they are right now i'm gonna wait to talk shit about them later as I've said, every clan has its sins and problems. Except the Malkavian. And some of are you shitting me? Angels. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are perfect you shitting? Okay, no I Nazis. I have, no Nazis. There are no Nazis. That's true. But <laughs> Jason, Good, the fucking the Goodberry the NPC, that guy in fucking Chicago by night. Oof. Uh, yeah, there, there are some very, very. Oh no. I just mean structurally. They're structurally, not as, they're not as bad. But again. Uh, with what structure they Back have. to my point. But, yeah. They're useful and interesting. They're not useless like some clans. I'll wait for those episodes. <gasps> Rude. Yeah. Speaking of those episodes. Um, what are your thoughts before we move on? I oh, I did. Of, yeah. I, I was the one who said I wanted more Inferno oh, uh, and Epismus. And the rest of the house, they're a big linchpin in the, the uh, meta plot. I do think the whole multi-founder body monster is pretty cool whatever's going on with the actual tremere um right and then um you can't really ask for more they're so new and that that ever since there's been a meta plot they was right about when they were getting started Mm -hmm. so like they're tied very inextricably to the meta plot so if you're a meta plot person like really into the histories and lore of this game you kind of can't get away from them because they are Pretty much immediately and forever movers and shakers within vampire history, but they're definitely also like some of the most ambitious of all the clans. So they kind of force themselves into everything. Oh, on that note, a thing that I like, I kind of want to see more players do is play up and in, play into the uh, the more militant side of the Tremere because I think there's a lot of really cool stories that can be done with just very BPRD kind of mm-hmm. just yeah. Uh, fucking kicking ass for the name of occultism just like i have this gun but every bullet it shoots is inscribed with a sigil that also makes it explode kind of there's a lot of really cool shit in there that can be done that i'm just like hey if you just want to be a badass in a trench coat do it fucking do it and there could be some really cool like if you're into like paramilitary or like espionage or psyops kind of a things getting into Chronicles where there are Tremere who are specialized in doing like counterintelligence against the Second Inquisition that I'm just like, that would be so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm one of those nerds that likes that kind of shit. (laughs) I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. There's like, what if I was, what if I played a goth guy that like fought the CIA? Like. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. um, Just wrapping up my final thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm glad to know Order of Hermes is the root of all problems (laughs) in World of Darkness. That's what we've learned. Uh, That is what we've actually learned we didn't get into it but they're also the mage circle that started the technocracy 
Dicks. Yeah. Dicks. Uh, and the other thing is... So they're your boss's boss. No, no. They're the ones that failed, and then we got a better thought process. They're like the found... They're like the original found... The McDonald's brothers before What's-His-Name take, took uh, over. okay. Mm-hmm. But if we're being real, the only reason why I fucking hated Tremere was in Old World. It's just like, Old World, and Neonate could have a moon base. Yeah, they're a little Starting broken. lowest level magic... You could float your ass to the fucking moon if you mathematically calculated it so you didn't you weren't anywhere in the sun and you landed on the moon at the same time. There is a way you can float to the moon at the lowest level power and have a moon base. I'm like, fuck that how overpowered do you bullshit. Float back from the moon to the earth. Well, no, you you float there, you form the base, and then you take a ritual that lets you teleport back to a location uh, that you've been to. D- Outside of you having to float while holding so many, like, blood bags. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, doing thaumaturgy costs blood points. Like, Yeah, it's... It, As an ST, I would still probably say no, but it is an interesting thought experiment. No, I'm just saying that it's like, you can do that. Like, it's stupid. But should you? And then well, a pro- farmer reports an UFO. Well, it's either a UFO <laughs> or the fact that the technocracy has established moon bases. So they could just be like... The fuck are you doing? Yeah, but they actually use technology. There's like there. this guy. applicants. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tremere. Uh, if you like magic and getting into meta plot, this is good good way to do it. Hell yeah. No. Also, you know, uh, understanding uh, various factions of the occult and how the occult ties in with uh, Western society and uh, racism and sexism and da 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 shit. Yeah, just be cool with your homies, please. That's yeah. That's my message at the end of this. Is like, hey, shit's fucked. Just be nice to your friends. Uh, don't please. you don't have to be what you see on TV. No, we explore the darkness to understand it, and make ourselves better. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. Yeah, but as <laughs> James right, but, said, but real quick, I mm. just want to do a group exercise, though. Okay, I, I know. Okay. What we oh, are, God. I know. I know you guys know what I'm referring to when I say on three. We're all just gonna say it together, though. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Fuck the Tremere. <laughs> you guys didn't participate. What kind of no, team is this? No, no, James did. All yeah. right, good job, bud. It's okay. I <laughs> can't <laughs> for reasons. Okay, yeah. But yeah, as James said earlier, it's the end of Tremere Month, which means as this is up, our Twitter poll is going up to see who we cover next. Our patrons um, got to spend the previous week voting on who would go to this Twitter poll. Uh, we've expanded it past the core clans because we're running out of them and we didn't run a want to run a poll of two um but yeah so that's up so get on twitter go vote in blood sports um if you're interested in doing those initial polls we do have a discord as well Um, tiers we have everything from just discord titles to being able to vote in polls and getting show note show notes um we have uh art sketches by sarah if you want a character sketch first month you get a black and white drawing and if you stick with it for a year you get a full color illustration of a character which is pretty fucking rad um and that's over on our patreon uh we also have a discord server our patreon does give you tiers but it is free to join for everyone um most of the server is open to the public so come hang out and join there's games going on video games um there is thoughtful discussion there are poop jokes it's a wide range of fun times so mm-hmm. yes uh thanks paralyzed for the music they are on Bandcamp. they are good as fuck yes yes oh, wait, this, the script doesn't have the the corn tub tier on patron uh don't worry thousand dollars buys us a corn tub i eat corn tell you about stuff 
Let's go. And that is specifically a tier and not a goal because I don't really want a corn tub in my backyard, but that's where it's going to end up. So it's going to take one very dedicated person to make that happen. Look, one person that wants to see a lanky, if, a lanky man eating corn. If a group of you all corn. want to pitch in together. Look, if you, this is this is a good way to teach people how to do mutual aid. <laughs> yeah. It's like learn how to source your resources together to achieve a goal so that... Skipper can start his himbo tub stream arc. Yeah. Five of you want to give us 200, 10 of you 100. Uh, but it has to be in one bulk payment yeah. or I will not accept it. Uh, we also have He'll a... accept it. It just won't go toward the corn. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The, the syndicate will accept. Rude. Uh, yeah, so we also have an interview series. We got some great ones with creators doing music, stuff for the actual uh, V5 books and materials. Uh, doing independent projects. If you want to check that out, go for it. If you want to participate in that, if you email us at blankbodies at gmail, organize that with Hunter and we can chitty chat about things you're working on, whether it's LARPs, game development, music, art, cosplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're still looking for a real vampire. Mm-hmm. Still looking. Uh, yeah. We're, we're no, on the hunt. Wanna, if you want to get on the podcast and talk These about magic, your rituals, your practice. Yeah, please, no, 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 please tell us because I, I, I'm literally like, Three drunk wizards in a trench coat with the way I do stuff. So, you know, if you're a real person that knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. If, if you've ever looked at yeah, a World of Darkness book and said, I can use this in my real practice, that would be cool. That'd be sick. Yeah, we're happy to talk about that. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. Uh, goodbye. 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 John, our watch is over. It's over. It's finally over. <laughs> we can rest. <laughs> Mwah. <laughs>